Now will you stop lying? Now will you stop? Hello, Wagoneers. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Little Red Bandwagon, the podcast about the podcast, TBTL. Today is the first Friday of the month, so you know what that means. It's First Fridays with Phyllis Fletcher. I'm your host, Christy, coming from my chamber in Linwood, Washington, and coming to you from her chamber in Finney Ridge on her staycation, it's P. Fletch. Hello, Phyllis. Hey, Christy. <laughs> the chamber. How's your chamber? <laughs> yeah. The, the acoustics are great in your chamber. <laughs> they're they're pretty good, you know, because um, it's, it's small in here because I'm not ashamed of much. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I always say, like... I, I want to have a chamber thing, but I think we sh- we shouldn't be ashamed of things that we do. Yeah. I mean, unless it's really terrible, but like right. having chamber food, no, just eat it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, yeah, yeah. In so-called guilty pleasure songs, just enjoy them. Yeah, just, just enjoy. Just have fun. Now, any time I'm eating a food that maybe I would think someone would make fun of me for, I just think of Oprah with those hot dog buns <laughs> and the maple syrup. <laughs> That was so crazy. It's so weird. So here's a point I wanted to make about those. So so Andrew was trying to bust me out for being like, you know, oh my God, about someone's um, empty chili can with a spoon in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a big difference between being Oprah and getting on stage and saying, I eat hot dog buns with maple syrup. And that's a hard thing to uh, admit, but I'm Oprah, so I'm here on a stage saying that. Mm-hmm. Like, that is one thing. Like, being completely unaware that an empty chili can with a spoon in it might be a bad uh, flag to other people, that is a completely different thing. <laughs> Those right. are different. Like, yes. Oprah didn't just leave the hot dog buns and the maple syrup around for Stedman to find. Like right. when they were first dating, like right. she didn't do that. I guarantee it. So oh, no, that's how those things are different. <laughs> yeah. Well, so my head, my head instantly goes to the personal assistant that's in charge of shopping. And I just think that there's yes. probably a spoken rule of don't buy any more hot dog buns with maple syrup. Right. But an unspoken one, if you don't fucking do it, we're going to fire you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. That is so she probably or, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. Um, I, I know that you've been in that line of work. I've known people in that line of work. And I can say that is absolutely correct. Yeah, there's a there's definitely a hidden chamber pantry at yeah. the Oprah <laughs> resorts or whatever. Yeah, that has the hot dog buns and the syrup yeah. set up for her. That's right. <laughs> and yep. the Azel's chicken because that's. <laughs> You know, something that she used to have flown into her. Oh, man. Or as the urban legend goes. Oh, um. yeah. I think that that one is true. And it's it's very it's very true and somewhat, um, you know, it's it's poignant when you go into Enizel's or a Heaven Scent because they both have this picture and you see Oprah with the Izel's, um brothers or brothers-in-law um and she's skinny Oprah at that point. And yeah. you know, like, 
that's about to end again. And right, the, because the, of his health. <laughs> yeah, the chicken restaurant you're standing in is part of the reason. <laughs> How great would it be to be so rich that you get your food flown to you from different places? That'd be dope. That would yeah. be tight. And that's why being Oprah is the best. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what would you have flown into you? That's oh a God. regional thing you don't have here. Gosh. I mean, I guess it would have to be the queso, right? And I'm, I'm trying to be I was going to say that torchy. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be correct and say queso because I think that's how the chick said it. Um, yeah. who was from there who I was talking to but um, yeah queso queso however you say it like that's I would be drinking that yeah. <laughs> that and then there's this style of pizza you can only get in New York called oh. white pizza oh so, okay and I think I, I would like a slice of that dipped in that <laughs> cheese <laughs> yeah I mean you know if you have Oprah money why not hey, the sky's the limit <laughs> yeah. that's awesome yeah Ooh, or um man h&h bagels if they're even still around i don't know but in new york i loved h&h bagels or um there is a place that i'm pretty sure closed absolute bagels so i would invent a time machine and i would um go <laughs> back to the 90s and get absolute bagel and their um their garlic and herb cream cheese uh, oh, delivered to so me good. here in 2017. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So Oprah now has so much money. She has a time machine. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, absolutely. But I forgot that you lived in New York because that's yes. where you went to school. Yes. So you're fancy. Yes. Um, so have you ever had this white pizza? No, I don't know about the oh. white pizza. I would try oh. it. It's so good. It's not mm. just for white people, so it's okay. It's safe. Um, it's, <laughs> they just don't use um, tomato sauce. It's like an olive oil base. Oh. has like, uh, I think, ricotta, che ricotta yeah. cheese. Mm -hmm. um, maybe some It's It looks green. It kind yeah. of looks a little weird. And huh. anytime I've gone I, with people, I'm like, you have to get this. And they say, oh, it looks weird. I don't want to have it. And then they have a bite of mine. And then they're going back for a slice. So I'm just right. saying because it's amazing. <laughs> that sounds good. I used to be wary of any pizza without tomato sauce on it. But I've kind of my my tastes have matured. <laughs> and I think I would go to town on that. So that's right. Awesome. And a, a raised slice is what, like two bucks. So yeah. even if you don't like it, it's you know try yeah. two bucks that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> while we have you i don't like stalk you or try to um do shock journalism like mike does to you that's um right. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but this is you know one of our last times getting you we have i know we're shotgunning a bunch of shows in the next two days trying to finish out the year yeah, this is this is super fun for me, and we're basically doing uh, Phil's kitchen sink, or uh, <laughs> um, if we want to be like uh, artsy and '90s about it, closing time. So <laughs> these are my closing time shows, and um, and as they said in that song, every new beginning is some other beginning's end, and so we're going <laughs> into year 2009 TBTL. What they didn't know uh, at the time was their last year on the radio, but even their name is evocative of knowing that all good things especially the best things come to some sort of end and so these are some favorite moments from the final radio year of tbtl but as we know it lives on and um 
and becomes something even more beautiful in many ways as a podcast. So, but there are special things about being on the radio and um, there are special funny things that came out. And one of the very funny things was their recurring chamber segment, um, (laughs) which I love. And um, as Luke described once, the chamber is, um, you know, where we have behavior that we really truly do want unseen. So not things that are just sort of embarrassing, like, oh my God, I still like the song Closing Time. I know it's cheesy, but <laughs> like it's it's something way deeper than that. And to Luke and Jen's credit, they go deep in these segments that we're going to bring you back to back right now. Um, so um, one example, by the way, of the chamber, and I think what it might literally be named after is the bathroom in Burbank Studios <laughs> de Bajo where Luke ate Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the kind of thing we're talking about where he literally was eating Wendy's down there and pretending uh, at the time that he was not doing that when uh, when his girlfriend would knock on the door and say, are you eating Wendy's in there? <laughs> or did you eat Wendy's in there? No. <laughs> Like, it's something that is somehow so embarrassing, you can only admit to it on the radio with your best friends. Right. <laughs> what did it... He, I think he had, like, the perfect phrasing, and it was something like, the chamber is only where um, God can see you. Yeah. Um, and I I went to the that final show when they sold the house, and... Oh, yeah. um, I saw the chamber. That was one of the yeah. main things that everyone wanted to see, of course, was yeah. the chamber and then the fish in the bathroom. But um, <laughs> it really is the weirdest thing because it has no windows. It just oh. has a door. It's kind of like long and thin. Yeah. And then there's just a toilet and a sink. And oh, that's all there was. God. It's a perfect chamber. <laughs> and he ate Wendy's in there. That is just messed up like I've I've hidden in the bedroom to eat an ice cream sandwich but because I didn't want my kid to see me and and want one right (laughs) like these are my fancy grown-up ice cream sandwiches (laughs) like I'm gonna hide and eat this and then move on with my day like I don't think I could hide from a partner in a bathroom that is crazy (laughs) no no I feel like if you're doing that yeah. You have issues with food. Right. And or just issues in general. <laughs> right. Right. Which we know he does have issues with yeah. food. Yeah. Because a love hate relationship with it. For sure. But yeah, most of the time I've ever hidden is because I don't want to share it with Ellie. <laughs> yeah, right. Or okay. like I'm eating sugar, but I just told her, no, more sugar. It's right. You know, it's nighttime. Yeah. yeah. You already had dinner. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, I think all 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 parents know about that um, for sure. But yeah. yeah, to do it in a house of adults is is kooky and just yeah. highlights that chamber aspect. And so mm-hmm. we are going to now open the door to the chamber, and we're going to hear two segments back to back from April and June. 2009 and we're gonna start with uh wacky sean (laughs) you know i actually one lazy afternoon was sitting around my house and the movie uh white chicks came on (laughs) and uh i watched it all the way through that's a gooder and uh you know it really wasn't that bad (laughs) i actually you know laughed more than i thought then that i would you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's I'm, just one of those movies that you just would never, ever think to pay 
money to go see right. or even watch it when it's free on TV. Yeah, yeah, no. But I, I was keep, really bored that day. I would day. keep moving usually. But well, that's inspired me because you reminded me. I, I don't know why white chicks, why that weigh-ins opus, white chicks. <laughs> it's, but this is a thing that I do. I drunkenly, I get drunk and then late at night I go on either Facebook or I go. I have this circuit I do of all of these blogs and things that are kept by people I used to work with. And like people I worked on the Bryant Park project with and, and I, I, it's the best way or at least the, you know, the only way I can sort of find out what happened to certain people. And I have this sort of thing. I think everybody does, uh, when you leave a job or whatever, there are people that you feel like you really liked and people you feel like you liked less. And some people I feel like were maybe more responsible for that show's demise than others. And so on the list of like, there's like these sort of people who I kind of feel like were, a part of that that radio show that I used to do in New York not being as good as I thought it could be. And this is purely my opinion, by the way. But um, I will get... It always happens when I'm really drunk and it's like, you know, five in the morning and uh, I will go on... They all have... Everybody has a website now. So I'll go on people's websites and just kind of read and try to determine, like, are they? do they realize how awesome I was? Do they realize how much they ruined a good thing? <laughs> and they, like, they're blogging about their dog or something. But I'm thinking, can I... Re- am I trying to read into it? Whether or not they like, you know, really get it that that I was that I was like the best thing that ever happened to them, and so that's pretty shameful. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty sad. Like, I'll go. I basically go through this roundup of people that I, you know, people that I worked with, people I had relationships with, people that I was friends with, and no longer. It's like anyone who's on my list of kind of like, you know, they should one day they'll really know. How good, like, they'll know that they really messed up with Luke Burbank, vis a vis Luke Burbank. I'll go check whatever web presence there is about them so that I can hopefully, like, I, I don't know, I think one of them is going to write a blog post. Like, I just realized <laughs> Luke Burbank was amazing and I never appreciated his amazingness. I'm not sure what I'm looking what I'm looking I for. I think it's the same as people who surf Facebook to see which of their high school classmates didn't age well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know there is a little bit of a uh, Schadenfreude about it, but the problem is, is that it's not like, like the problem is that it actually means something to me. It's like this is why it's in the chamber because it's like I actually am an insecure enough person that I want to see like there's this one person that I used to work with and I I you know had a kind of a tense relationship, a tense and very passive aggressive relationship with them, and um, so now I go to this person's website a lot because I just like. I, I kind of secretly want to see that they're not doing well because I want to feel like they really screwed up and that like – like I mean I guess my dream would – again, would be them writing a blog post being like, I can't believe I didn't trust Luke on these various matters, right? But but just short of that would be you know things that would somehow make me feel better about myself and about how that whole thing went down based on what I can read in their thing. And that's like pretty pathetic. Pretty really pathetic. Like it's not, hey, who got fat? You know, I mean, it's not. It's not a surface thing. It's actually something that is supposed to satisfy some sort of thing that I need emotionally. So that could go in the chamber. Sure. Good one. Thanks. <laughs> White tricks. White tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I cry when I make love to myself. So anyway, <laughs> I ate a huge Danish one time. <laughs> I knew what was going to happen was absent something that was, for me, absent having something that was just kind of like white chicks, I was going to go to something that was way more troubling, kind of. 
<laughs> like, you know, embarrassing. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. You're a gross person. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. I love Jesus, but I drink a little. All right, Jen, we have just enough time for you to share something <laughs> that needs to go in the chamber. Well, um, I, I have kind of a... The first thing I just have decided that I don't think it's quite chamber, and that's that um, I kind of got obsessed after I met Allison Mosshart from The Kills, <laughs> and I've been trying to be like her. And Jason has basically been calling me on it several times, but I what? went out to buy the sunglasses she had <laughs> and searched all over downtown Seattle until I found them. I uh, took to, while we were in Palm Springs, wearing a, a bunch of little like jelly bracelets on my <laughs> arm. I bought a really, really long black T-shirt and then I got this like flannel and I rolled up and I've been doing this thing where I've been rolling up the sleeves really high like she had them and then kind of hugging it around my body like it's my little blanket, my little flannel shirt. I mean, I have been actually trying to be just like her ever since I met her. But I kind of think that a lot of people, when you meet somebody famous, you get a little enamored of them. So I'm not sure that's quite shame. What's, hila- what's hilarious about that is that there are not two human beings that are more... <laughs> polar opposites in I their know. personalities than you and Alison Mosshart. That's what's really cute about that is that this sort of tortured inward <laughs> hair in the face. And I kept trying to do that. Kind of like I I I you know, I this world this world overwhelms me yes. and my quiet spirit. Yes. That is not the gen that comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I'm not quite sure that rises to chamber right. material. No, probably not. Okay, so then the next thing is that um I so <laughs> I've started um, every single day, like frantically going through all the different, every time I'm in a store, I go through all the magazines um, looking for new pictures of Robert Pattinson. Like I've kind of become obsessed with him being the hottest person I've ever seen in my life. And so now I've been like checking and then I said to Jason, I think they just need to make a magazine that's just all Robert Pattinson. And then I started thinking maybe I should start that. (laughs) And then I started thinking this could be like my way to millions is if I just have an all Robert Pattinson magazine that's just him. But then I thought, you know, every 13-year-old in the country has that, so that's not quite chamber material. Yeah, that's. I think that's called Tiger Beat. Yeah. I mean... At this point, I think that is what Tiger Beat is. So then I decided that wasn't quite chamber enough. And so now what I think my chamber thing is that lately I've been telling this lie, and I don't know why I'm doing it, but every time that like the bartender brings us drinks at happy hour, I pretend that I'm not from here, <laughs> and I say that this is like my fourth hotel in a week. Jason lets you do this? Well, this is what happens. So Jason just looks straight down. He doesn't because believe he's gonna give in lying. All. No, he doesn't. So he just looks straight down because he can't quite believe I'm doing it. But he also doesn't want to like bust me out. Yeah. So he just looks straight down and never looks up and acknowledges what's happening. So what just happened is I was telling this lie, and then and usually they're just like cool, whatever. And then he's like, what hotel? What, like, where'd you stay yesterday? And so I said, uh, the Ace, Ace in Palm Springs. And he goes, and where were you before that? And I just couldn't think of where would I have been before Palm Springs the day before yesterday. And Abilene? I, I Didn't just, you go to your George Strait place? I wish I had, but I just, I, I, I stumbled. And then he just put my drink down and walked away. And then Jason just looked at me and he's like, now will you stop lying? Now will you stop? And I don't even know why I'm doing it, but I just have started doing that. And I'm also like fingering my Allison Mosshart like bracelets and trying to be all like, I'm Allison Mosshart and I've been traveling for a week. And this is my fourth hotel. <laughs> you don't even know what city you're in. No, That's kind of the idea, no, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm just kind it's, of it's the idea that you, because you are the most firmly rooted in the realities of the world person I know. 
you're constantly doing the math on on if you're going to make this appointment and yes. if you're not how do you notify the people you're in, you're overly rooted in the reality of this world and the details and somebody like Allison Mosshart cannot be bothered to be mm-hmm. aware of what time zone she's in and i think you see that as a very freeing kind of way to yes. be and she is smoking hot. She's smoking hot and like the coolest person I've ever met in life. And I've just become kind of consumed by her. And now I'm trying to. Like, I love that the manifestation like of that, though, for you is uh, <laughs> just is is lying about not knowing what city you're yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Christy, as you put it, Jen went full Moss heart. <laughs> and she, so this is an artist I didn't know anything about until hearing them obsess on her. What do you know about this chick? Nothing, oh, <laughs> yeah. except for I, wa- I l- listened to the show obviously when it was on, yeah, and saw the picture, and then when uh, I think it was just even a month or so later, mm-hmm. um, when Jen told the Chamber story of yeah. going full Mozart, yeah, um, and then I was like, oh yeah, okay, I could see that because that is exactly like they explained her kind of hair in the face. Um, I I wonder if she is still a thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, because I only heard about her there and then never again. Yeah, I was I was looking at pictures of her and it's like um she had she has kind of like the wild kind of dry looking bleached out blonde hair and I was just as fascinated as Luke was that this is someone Jen was drawn to. <laughs> um, and wanted to imitate so much that, like, she tried to have these little kind of wardrobe um, I- indicators of being Mossheart esque, but then to really take it to that next level of I don't even know what city I'm in. <laughs> so yeah, crazy. That that was really <laughs> weird. No, I I mean I do I am seeing this, and I, she must be very charismatic in person because I don't think she's hot she's pretty right yeah 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 like um she she doesn't uh fall into that category of women whom luke typically um says he's enamored of Mm -hmm. but um she clearly had something very powerful going on for jen that just made jen make her want to be her I get that. I haven't encountered that in a long time, and I don't think I've ever taken it that far where I've tried to be like, well, let me see what I can do here. You know, like, (laughs) I just, I don't think that I can pull anything like that off. But I love that she tried, and then she took it way too far (laughs) in front of Jason, who had to be like, okay, are you going to stop this now? Like, that's so great. And it's so, it's harmless, too. I mean, I guess you could say there's a harm to anything to consciously you know presenting any lie like you could say okay mm-hmm. on some level that debases or harms someone even if it's just yourself but you know it's so silly you know she's just you know yeah i don't even know and then <laughs> for the bartender to actually call her on it is so crazy <laughs> like on t- jason are we done with this yeah i know and i wonder too like that's one of those things where it's like okay was the bartender just trying to do their job and make the conversation and be like okay clearly this what this person wants me to ask oh so where you been what do you do what have you been up Mm -hmm. to or did the bartender somehow know like did the bartender get some little sixth sense that like 
yeah, I'm just going to call BS on this because this chick hasn't been around the block, you know, or whatever, (laughs) you know, like that kind of world weary bartender who's like, yeah, I've seen it all. (laughs) You, ma'am, don't look like you've spent five days in a hotel. I think that my take was it was a weird thing to just say to a server. Right. I can't imagine like, oh, sure, I'll take a, you know, a rosé and also guess where I've been. (laughs) Yeah. So it feels Uh. like she is wanting to make this conversation. And then when there's like, oh, God, it's one of these people. I'm going to have to do follow up questions. Right. right. And then when she couldn't actually do it, he was like, I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't want to hear your stupid story anyways. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. I and it, it's just I mean, you know, it's it's so easy to be like, man, that's crazy or whatever. But like props to Jen for wanting to share this on the air. I mean, that's what makes her a great producer. She knows yes. that like, yeah, this is extremely embarrassing. It's insane. And that's what's going to make it good on the air. Right. And well, I like and that also, she ran through the things that she she could have brought up and been like, oh, this is my chamber. Oh, this is my chamber. Mm-hmm. And like each one is is more embarrassing than the last. And then the last one is like, yeah, that's gold. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's so gold. two things came into play. Jen is yeah. a natural storyteller yes. because she it got bigger, whatever. Yeah. And um, two, it's her um, imagination all like she talks about when she would play post office with the kids or have these grand adventures for all the little kids in the neighborhood it's just her being an adult I mean because what does that lie actually hurt it hurts nobody right Right. yeah it's just silly I guess it hurts Jason because he can't stand it (laughs) (laughs) well and if I try to do that well first of all I'm a terrible liar um so but if I tried to do that I think Jeremy would be like oh yeah I think he would be the one oh yeah where were you yesterday then I think he would have been the one calling me out well he's just not as nice as Jason no one is no one in the world is as nice as Jason yeah yeah he's awesome (laughs) but honestly of her three embarrassing things the Robert Pattinson is the worst (laughs) it's pretty whack like that is so crazy that's so silly he's not attractive even a little bit yeah but there was a whole mystique about him but like for kids who were 13 right right yeah i mean she said that all the 13 year old girls think this or whatever yeah it's so weird i love that it got so far that she wanted to create her own magazine yeah yes yeah well you know she's entrepreneurial (laughs) she knows it's like what'll make money it's like the time when she uh, got obsessed with Kevin Costner because of a dream. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> a dream that had almost the exact same plot as um, Bodyguard, right? right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at these pictures of Alison Mosshart, and I'm wondering if part of it is she she just looks like she can't be bothered. Like her Ooh. hair's hanging in her face and like in her mouth while she's drinking coffee, and like she just can't be bothered. Yeah. Like she's just too much of an artist to be able to move that hair. <laughs> yeah. 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 There is something, um, you know, powerful about that when you're so talented that you're just like, look, this is this is me. This is my deal. You know, mm-hmm. like this is just how I am. 
Like, I don't, you know, that whole, like, I think that there's kind of a, a fantasy that, especially for someone who's very, I guess to be cliche about it, like type A, like Jen, Mm -hmm. there's something powerful in that, like, man, if I had that person's talent, I wouldn't have to be the kind of person who, you know, calls my appointments when I'm going to be late, or I wouldn't have to be the kind of person who even literally knew where I was or, mm-hmm. you know, what what drink I even wanted to order. Like, right. you know, like <laughs> things would just kind of, people would take care of your shit because you're just that fly. Like, you know, you're just that powerful based on your talent alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever the look you've created as part of your artistry or whatever. Like, I think that's a powerful idea. Um, and I'm sure it's, largely fantasy you know i'm sure that whatever you drop into you know if you were to quantum leap yourself into someone else's life i'm sure it's never as great as you think it's going to be but um you know from the outside it can look pretty cool especially if you're the kind of person who's always looking at the clock looking at their watch trying to figure out how much time you have to drink before your radio show goes live (laughs) you know like what if you just didn't have to care that could be pretty awesome that you could be talented and also not care. Whereas like Jen was constantly wrangling two people and fighting management and everything else. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and she, her, her talents didn't get her that reward of not having to care her. The kind of talent she has only puts her in positions where she has to care even more. (laughs) So I could see how liberating it would be to be like, what if I had that kind of setup? That would be dope right (laughs) i remember so this that episode that that clip happened and then a couple months later they found out they were being fired and i remember i stood outside cairo on the last day and i gave her a whole bunch probably like 20 uh black jelly bracelets because i was wearing them at the time so they weren't that cool if I was into it. <laughs> like, oh, I think that's awesome. Now, yeah. are those so jelly bracelets, are those the same things as O-rings from the 80s and Madonna? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. I went to an actual hardware store in, in um, you know, probably 1984 and got some O-rings. I didn't do the big stack, um, stack of them. But um, I went down to the, I think it was the Fremont mm. True Value at the time, like 36th and Fremont. And um, I got I got two and you could loop them around each other and stick both mm-hmm. of them on as one bracelet. And, and yeah. I did that. I know Madonna See, wasn't the inventor cooler. of that, but she was like, she popularized it at that time. Yeah. I call that the silver spoons look because that's how, <laughs> what, yes. Ricky Schroeder had on silver spoons. Dude, totally. Yeah. I was rocking that. And it was cheap because they were, you know, just O-rings from the hardware store. So they were like 20 cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ha- I'm looking at a stack of them that I still have right now. Maybe oh, I'll put them awesome. on. Yeah. That's that's dope. <laughs> cool. Okay. So let's talk about Luke's chamber of where he <laughs> late at night stalks people from the Bryant Park. Oh, I Bryant love Park that. Project. It's so great. I mean, I think that that we're probably accurately presuming that that's what he's talking about right because it actually i was a little slow on the uptake i did have to think about like gosh who's he talking about who could and then it's like oh wait it's someone who's popular enough that they have a website 
Yeah. And he Allison said, Stewart. yeah, he said enough <laughs> other things about having, um, the, you know, these kinds of what he calls passive aggressive arguments with his co-host that it's like, OK, it wasn't someone behind the scenes. No. And, um, you know, it was someone that he had a lot of animosity towards. It's like, OK, yeah, that that must be who and what mm. he's talking about. And it it. It's like, I'm so glad he went into that um, because, um, I mean, he's he's so, I know, like, you know, we kind of, um, you know, like, it's, it's easy to take someone's talent for granted when they're charming, but Luke is incredibly talented. And, um, you know, and I know he's very self-effacing about how, you know, he doesn't really do anything and, you know, blah, 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 but all you have to do is see him at a live show to go like, wow, this guy, like he can do a million things and mm -hmm. make it seem very easy. And I'm sure it's frustrating to have left, you know, he left NPR under his own, you know, uh, on, on his own terms. But I think that whenever you leave something and it's on your terms, but maybe not a hundred percent on the best terms, you probably have all these unresolved things, right? Mm -hmm. And to be stuck with that feeling, it's probably, even though he was the one who left, it probably feels like being dumped in a way. You know, you probably have all these things that you just wish, oh, I just wish, you know, this person never respected this or that about me. And we know that he's right because just last year at PRPD, someone went up to him and he didn't say where they worked, but somebody said, oh, yeah, are you still a total pain in the ass to work with? And I was like, who says that? Like, even if he was not your style or whatever, he's obviously talented. He's obviously found people who get him. Why show that you're still harboring that resentment? I mean, hearing this made me feel bad for him, but also happy for him that, like, I really doubt he does this now. Because, like, who cares? You know? Right. He's, he's proven himself again and again, and he has, um, you know, developed a whole new world for himself in, the, in a whole new media era. Podcasts are really king. You know, that's the reason he's as successful as he is now is because he was brave enough to a go back into local radio and then b be prepared to turn it into a podcast when the local station was done with it and i hope that the satisfaction that he gets from that professionally and personally is enough that he doesn't really give a crap what these other people thought of him yeah. or what they <laughs> didn't recognize about him at the time and I was thinking like this was a huge opportunity for him where he was like how young he was and moving him to New York and he was leaving his child I mean she yeah. was probably like what five at the time so that was a huge thing for him to do and yeah. then for people to just be phoning it in yeah <laughs> I would I would feel exactly the way that he did and just yeah. and then finally just feel so torn up about it that people had just kind of pissed away your dream yeah. and just be like I'm out I'm out I, yeah. can, I can I can find something better in in Seattle and also see my daughter all the time yep yeah I think that yeah. it was um <clears throat> yeah I'm sure and I I didn't I mean at that time I um you know, I was probably just as surprised as the rest of the world that he 
came back. But mm-hmm. I'm so glad he did. I think it was the yeah. smartest thing he ever could have done. For sure. And um, and I I love that he found a way to talk about this and make it his problem and not the other person's, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and he found a way to be like, this is on me that I still have these feelings. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I thought it was super hilarious too, that it was kind of bookended with the white chicks thing, because that was <laughs> the only thing Sean could think of. <laughs> I saw yeah. white chicks, white chicks was on TV and I actually watched it. And Luke was like, yeah, I figured there's kind of one of two ways that, yeah, and I laughed, yeah. And, and like, (laughs) I love that Luke was like, yeah, there's kind of two ways this can go. Like, (laughs) I cry when I make love to myself. Oh, I had a giant Danish. That's so great. Exactly. And he definitely went full bore closer to um, option A than than option B. And that's great. Well, well, also, we have to keep in mind that this isn't luke in 2017 looking up old co-workers and being angry at them this was For him sure. not like a year after right yep yeah so yeah. that kind of makes sense it was and maybe it also makes sense that maybe i mean it it's probably better that he's not on facebook oh yeah i mean because that's just that's why my friend i have a good friend margaret who will never ever be on facebook she calls it the tool of the devil and she's not a religious person (laughs) but but she just she hears stories of all these like feelings and fakery and fronting and everything that happens on facebook and she's like no way that is not for me and should not be for anyone and and i i get it i'm sure he'd be fine being on there now but um but yeah, I mean, if there's someone that you considered a professional rival and for like a good year and a half or so, it seemed like they were winning and you were losing. Yeah, that would hurt that, you know, mm-hmm. that would be pretty whack. So I'm glad he's not in that space anymore. And yeah, this was probably um, about about a year and a half after he left uh, New York. Um, yeah. Oh, that's still fresh. So, yeah, it Phyllis, is. Do you have anyone that you stalk on social media? Gosh, I'm trying to think about this. Um, uh, let me see. I gotta really think about it. Who would that be? People from college, they want to friend me if they've heard me on the radio, and I sometimes I have to be like, okay am I still okay with this person or not? Mm -hmm. And so then I have to kind of look up what their deal is before I decide, okay, are they different enough now? Or was I okay enough with them back then that I want to connect? And usually it's a yes. There's one person that's a no, and I won't dignify (laughs) that by (laughs) describing them. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there've been people that I've kind of looked through but like I can't think of any specific category or or person, but you know, that kind of mild curiosity of like, oh, what's that person up to now? And usually like I just friend them and and I send them a note. I always send them a note because mm-hmm. I never presume they'll remember. Be like, hey, you know, I really liked when you posted about this. Don't know if you'd remember me from that, but you know, we should connect and and um you know, so I do that. But I I don't, nothing came to mind that was on the level of what Luke was describing of like looking for evidence that the person is not doing well. (laughs) 
Um, You're probably a lot healthier. <laughs> well, no, maybe people. in some ways, but yeah. yeah, that um that you know, but he was healthy enough to admit it, and I respect that for sure. Right. This must be yeah. when he first met Lisa Weinberg. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. She gave him so much so much um, good advice over the years. I'm incredibly grateful to her. <laughs> I yes, really like her. Sure. Yeah. Um I I I social media stalk two people. Huh. And definitely with the mindset of I hope that I see that their life is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> And, so, and um, one is through Instagram and oh. I do a lot of screenshots of the thing. So I'm not even, I don't even like want them to know what's happening. So I don't even yeah. go in through the app. I go oh. through like a private page and <laughs> look, and then I do screenshots and I show people like, Oh, look how terrible this person is and um, <laughs> save them and, st- and stuff like yeah. that. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then there's another one who I just look at their Twitter and I I definitely want that person to have a terrible life. And then I just look and I just get angry. I'm like, you, I think you are so stupid. And like your hashtags are dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just get like super angry and I don't know why I keep doing it because I just get angry and then anxious and frustrated. So maybe I need to call up Lisa right yeah Yeah, right well I mean one one thing that is good to know is like you know if they're still dummies then they'll still be being dummies whether you're looking or not (laughs) so (laughs) you can just kind of like set it and forget it on the that person is a dummy thing (laughs) so Mm -hmm. yeah that's you know if they're consistent you can be like yeah I think that story pretty much told itself right (laughs) But I saw this movie once called American Astronaut, and um, it was like like a really fringe, like black and white musical that was kind of a combination of a of a western and a space story. It was very weird, but there was something <laughs> about it that I wanted to see it when I saw the description in the film festival, and this was probably like. Um, somewhere between 15 and 20 years ago and I went to see it and there was this um, there was this thing that happened where the the like the cowboy was chasing the astronaut or the astronaut was chasing the cowboy or something all over space and it was about whether he was going to kill the guy or not and he said something about like if I kill you that creates anger that lasts forever and that's like too powerful of a force I can't deal with it so I'm never going to obviously in our real lives we're not going around like trying to kill anybody or anything but I always Mm. remembered that about like how anger can be this thing that you really have the choice to turn off you know it was something that I thought about a lot I'm glad I thought about it a lot before I got into radio because people can be very petty and passive aggressive and have grudges and all this stuff and sometimes you'll find out years later that someone's been saying something about you that wasn't true or is kooky or whatever and they've Mm -hmm. never said it to you they've only said it to other people and um and I think it's just because it's a it's very competitive in that way and um and it doesn't always work like you know I'll talk shit about people or whatever but like like to to really like get down to it and be like 
no, if I'm making this choice, I'm the one that's making it go forever. Right. Like, yeah. and that, I think that is something that Luke worked on with Lisa Weinberg. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe that is a reason he, he probably doesn't do this anymore. He probably doesn't need to scratch that itch anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. So then on Sean's on topic, is there any TV show or movie that <laughs> you watch that's terrible? God, what would I? What, what would be the most terrible thing I would? I'll watch? tell you oh, what yeah, yours is. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. It just. I just remembered. <laughs> Ninety Day Fiance. That show was the shit. <laughs> I love that show. It's so insane. I mean, they talk about very, it. Yeah. So this is this is a show where they um they the it's a reality show on TLC and the producers put a call out there like are you marrying an American or are you an American, um, you know, a U.S. citizen um, trying to marry someone from another country? Um, We would like to talk to you. And they clearly pick only the craziest, most dramatic, most mismatched (laughs) people um, with very few exceptions. Every now and then they put a normal in there for like contrast is like the foil (laughs) to all the crazy people. But they put people, sometimes people with real problems, um, (laughs) And they they cast them um, in the reality show and just put cameras on their ass for everything. And, you know, when they find a problem in the relationship, they've that's mining for gold for them. You know, they've they've hit they've hit the vein and that's pay dirt and they cut all kinds of you know they set up scenarios around the problem. They cut all kinds of B-roll around the problem, like all kinds of crazy stuff. And, um, you know, what they what I think they're really trying to do is they're trying to make certain things so super obvious to the viewer that the people in the relationship appear to be either oblivious to or willfully ignorant of. Um, And it's extremely compelling and it is total trash. And um, (laughs) I only watch it in hotels, A, because we don't have cable. But B, it is the kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, this this actually would be I think it would be bad for my child <laughs> to to <laughs> see it or see me seeing it. Yes. And it would actually be embarrassing, even though Josh right now is in earshot and he knows that I watch this and um, <laughs> he can hear me talking about it right now. But um, it would actually be embarrassing to watch it in front of him. That would be embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. So it's still so it's it's kind of like the Oprah hot dog bun thing versus the chili can thing. Like it's it's one level of embarrassing to sit here on a podcast and say, "Hi, my name is Phyllis. I watch Ninety Day Fiance." It would be another thing to be watching it casually and be caught. Like, right, and be like, by I, either. I can't miss my shows. Yeah, that would be this is like, it. like if I were just watching it and I weren't expecting someone to watch it to walk in, and it were like mm-hmm. either a, a close family member, a friend, or a colleague, like that would be embarrassing. Be like, yeah. oh, oops, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just watching the show. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Like trying to explain it, but it's what like, even is the show? <laughs> Yeah, right. It's it's you can't defend it. You can you can describe it, but you can't defend watching it. And right. I'm in a whole like 
little Facebook chat group of friends who we formed the group for a different reason. But now, like, every few days or so, there's the, like, oh, my God, what is Chantel's problem with Pedro's mother? <laughs> or, like, I, I can't believe Anfisa is so mean to Jorge. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's so ridiculous that we even know these people's names or care. But yeah. we do. So good job, TLC. It. You turned me into a dope. Thanks a yeah. lot. Well, and now you're like, bring on the business trips. I need to know how this ends. <laughs> More travel, please. And does right. the hotel have TLC? <laughs> right. I'm not saying anywhere that doesn't have TLC. <laughs> that is the real, that's the real low moment when you get to the hotel and they all have different cable systems. So right. you can't tell by looking up, you know, Comcast in that city or whatever. They all contract with whatever satellite provider they use or whatever it is. And like, so the channel listings are all wacky. But like, if you get there and you can see on your phone that 90 Day Fiance is on and you can see on your tv that they don't have tlc that is a real bummer and the worst situation is when the printed channel guide in the hotel room says that there's tlc but in reality there is no tlc on the tv that has happened to me and it's awful it's (laughs) trip ruining it's the biggest letdown yeah Um, my current terrible chamber show is the girlfriend's guide to divorce oh i i've probably heard about that from you i need to watch that that sounds good well dana told us about it in the chat she's like it's Uh so good and Uh i got lured in because the first season featured um one of the main characters was Jeannie garofalo (gasps) oh yeah and i love love her her. yeah but four episodes in she got written off oh no (laughs) That's vile. How could they do that? It was a, in a terrible, terrible way. I think she wanted off the show. Um, and so they wrote, wrote her off in like a terrible, I feel like a little bit um, sexist way, which mm. is weird for a show that's all about women. But um, I I just, I'm like, I, I, I'm weird about when I will start a show, I have to watch all of it, like from the beginning. And I usually give yes. a show three to four episodes to catch me and she yeah. caught me and then she's written oh. off after that oh that is and i'm just so kind of hate watching it right now and i'm yeah um <laughs> yes it's a, in a similar way to like friends i you've been um messaging oh. while you're li- watching friends and and yeah. that's one of my favorite times this when <laughs> phyllis watches friends but um <laughs> yeah i'm finally you catching just up on the 90s live tweet that Um, but that's kind of what it's like it's just really extremely rich white people having little drama in their lives but they make it huge drama and I I'm just hate watching it and like I'm like oh there finally is an interesting person of color as a character nope written off and usually (laughs) I mean the most recent almost makes me rage quit the show because he was like uh, interesting and he was a love interest to one of these snobby white women and I'm like oh he's finally like an actual great character and then he became a drug addict I'm like no mm, yes no, that's the worst <laughs> like How really do that? <laughs> yeah. oh my god that so is messed I might be done. up yeah and Jeremy has caught me watching it and he was like <laughs> what is this show and I'm like I might be done with it it's just boring white people uh, and yeah. rich and snobby and he goes 
okay and then he kind of gets sucked in he's like now what's the story with that one like, oh, oh no he's caught they got him <laughs> they <Yeah>. got him <laughs> oh <laughs> so bad yeah. <laughs> yeah, then I'd really be down a rabbit hole if Josh started watching 90 Day Fiance, but oh. I I'm sure that would never happen in a million years. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine him to be like Andrew's dad with small wonder. He's not going to be <laughs> mad or yeah. tell you it's disrespectful to cops, but he's not he's going to say I I thought you'd make better choices. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Which is worse, right? <laughs> yeah. So bad. Yeah, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, you're smarter than this. <laughs> yeah. Turns out I'm not. Turns out not. Neat, 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 neat. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you have anything else to say about these clips? Man, I just say um, props to luke and jen for being who they are and um openly talking about it on the radio that is the best kind of radio it's the most compelling it's amazing mm -hmm. it's you know howard stern says the the best the best radio to make is the most honest and the most listenable radio is the most honest and that's what they were and i think that is why he's drawn to doing what he still does today and so I say thank you guys for giving us these gems yes. and you might have been ashamed, but we're proud. <laughs> I think that's why we all felt so close, especially to Jen yes. is because she just laid it on the line. Yep. And now I really, that's, and that, that's one of the main reasons I miss her is because I want to know the shenanigans that, yeah. that are happening. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Does she still do these? I mean, she has to, it's her personality to do these yeah. like, crazy imaginative shenanigans <laughs> that oh, Jason's yeah. along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Yes, totally. I miss those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the great thing is every now and then she pops up when you least expect it. So I'm sure yes. we'll get another one. And the 10th anniversary is just around the corner. So <gasps> I have my fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah that'll <laughs> be too. great. Yeah. All right. Let me do some housekeeping. All right. Um, keep on archiving because they keep on making shows, fortunately for us. But <laughs> yeah. we need to keep on archiving. So contact me at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com if you would like to take on a couple weeks. And send us your best ofs, the best moments or worst moments of um, LRB this year so far so that we can make a best of show at the end of the year. Uh, let's see. To get involved, go to our website, littleredbandwagon.com. That's where you can find some merch if you would like. We want to update this as much as possible, so if you have some ideas, let us know. You can find us on our Facebook page, Little Red Bandwagon, or the Stent page. Follow us on Twitter at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com or give us a call at 802-432-8285. Thank you so much for being on, taking your one of your last staycation days to record with us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a blast. I'm always a wagoneer. <laughs> yeah. <Aww. laughs> and Phyllis will still come to our meetups and everything if she can. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Even if she's yep. not on, she'll always be there. Absolutely. Great. Until next time, this is The Next Party. We love you, Jen. Yeah.
And should I nail it? Sure. Okay. Nailed it. I said words, Hey, he.